Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Mark Reardon Show. As I already have to turn the mic off and cough, and it's always a little weird. I'm just going to tell you. It's weird for me. Maybe it's not weird for you. Sue's not here this week, so it always gives me a little bit of a different feeling here in the studio, unfortunately. But we're going to get through it. And then I also feel like I don't have all my stuff. And if you're watching on the Twitter right now, you can see that I'm very disorganized. But we're going to get through it. We have a lot of stuff to cover this afternoon, uh, including Brad Young coming up here. You know, I touched on this case yesterday. I think this is really amazing. We'll also get into the Loudoun County School District and the superintendent and another member of that school district in Virginia being charged now with a crime after that grand jury report last week. And if you haven't really gotten caught up on that, you're going to want to stick around for that at 320. Um, Michael Wilkerson this afternoon, he is the author of Why America Matters, The Case for New Exceptionalism, but wrote a piece about why he moved to Florida. We have John Rooney Rooney coming up this afternoon. Um, I mentioned John Callahan, the founder of the Callahan Pickleball Academy. We'll focus on the Tree of uh, Hope campaign and a bunch of other stuff, plus an audio cut of the day. But I wanted to I wanted to start on a couple of things that I've been putting off here this week. And one's a pretty serious. Well, I guess they're really both serious topics. But we'll um, we'll start with Mike Leach. And if you're not a sports fan. I still want you to stick with me here because Mike Leach is a guy, and if you've listened to this show for any amount of years and if you've listened to Audio Cut of the Day, you'll know that Mike Leach was an important part of Audio Cut of the Day. In fact, I'm trying to think, and I was trying to do this ranking in my head recently. I'd say that the um, the number one person that has been featured over the years, I've done Audio Cut of the Day for 15, 16 years, but I still think Trump's got the number one appearance on that. I don't have a way to prove this, but if you go back to, to 2015 and 2016 and 2017 and 2018, 2019, 2020, Trump was always audio cut of the day. He deserved it. He earned audio cut of the day status. I think number two might be uh, Peter Ducey because Peter Ducey, we feature a lot of what Ducey says to you know, Jen Psaki and KJP and all the rest in the press room. The third, again, no way to prove this, might be Mike Leach, Mississippi State 
head football coach. So over the weekend, and I heard from producer Emeritus Dave Klein about this and a couple others because he uh, he collapsed and apparently it was a massive heart attack. He was in critical condition and he passed away. Um, the family issued a statement today. And, and Mike Leach is a very unique person. And the reason that he was featured for Audio Cut of the Day is because he was so unique. And he was just this guy who would answer questions in a very unique way. Uh, you might remember there was one from a couple of months ago where one of the sideline reporters was getting married. I might even be able to pull this one out. Um, Fred, tell Abby the, I might want this cut that I'm talking about right sure. now because we have a different one here. But there was this sideline reporter that he had had a relationship with. Relationship. He had known her. We've got to be careful here. He, you know, he knew this reporter very well, and she was getting married, and she asked for advice, and Mike Leach, in a very Mike Leach way, gave her advice, and it was it was sweet. It was on point basically said to elope, and it was just so Mike Leach. And he was a guy that you, you could ask a question about football, but he put things into very unique terms. And I'm going to play a sample for those of you who might say, hey, who is Mike Leach and why are you talking about this guy? And I started looking up a little bit of background here because I, I had no idea that this was a guy that got his law degree the year that I graduated from the University of Missouri in 1986. And then he was hired as offensive line coach at Cal Poly the following year. He didn't have any... He had some playing experience. He had no high-level playing experience. That's very unique, especially these days with coaching. So he um, is hired at Cal Poly, and he uh, then goes to Iowa Wesleyan. And in Iowa Wesleyan, he creates what's called the air raid, and this is how Mike Leach made his name. Um, They attempted 50 passes plus per game, and it started working. Then he goes to Oklahoma. He's on Bob Stoops' staff, and, you know, they're just— rolling through teams in the early 2000s. Um, I don't even think he lasted with Stoops very long because then he becomes head coach at Texas Tech and has a lot of success. And he goes back and forth over the course of time. He ends up back at Mississippi State. But he always provided us with these moments from year to year that were very unique. And we saved this audio. So here's one, for example, because uh, I will tell you that sports figures come and go and we we have passings all the time. This one's kind of hit me, though, because it came out of nowhere and he was a guy that I really loved, and I think a lot of people appreciated not only his personality, but his coaching ability as well. And I don't think there's too many coaches out there like Mike Lee. And I'm genuinely fearful that on our team, if if, if me and the other coaches don't get him right, um, <clears throat> that about a generation from now, um, their kids and their grandkids won't have hands. You know, because, um, you know, f- from a lack of use, those hands just disappear. Yep. I mean, and, and maybe it'll be like this, like those dinosaur hands like this are, you see. And, and you know, you got like a Tyrannosaurus Rex who's clearly good at eating things, big old jaws and all that stuff, <laughs> fairly athletic and run. I mean, come on. What coach does this, right? Well, his hands are like this. And, and you know, and I think we took a very, very, very uh, big step as a team, which we have to correct this. We have to correct this because, um, you know, I think that uh, in the end that it's going to be best for all these guys uh, that they have good hand development and that they don't evolve to where they don't have hands. Okay, but we definitely um, didn't use ours, and so there certainly wasn't any genetic reinforcement on our part um, that we should maintain our hands. I mean, and I don't want all of a sudden – you know, a guy's driving across this country, and then they get to Starkville, Mississippi, and all of a sudden there's these athletic-looking, friendly guys, because we have great guys, 
that don't have any hands. And I hope that that's not the case. But that's where we're headed right now. And we're going to try to get that fixed in this off week. All right, so that is Mike Leach being Mike Leach. That is exactly what he did. Here's the more recent one. And I'm sure that this young lady, this reporter, because she knew Mike Leach very well, is just devastated. Do you have strong thoughts on weddings? Um, I'm in the middle of planning one right now. Do you have any advice for me? Who are you marrying? His name is Trevor. Okay, yeah, well, I'll have to set up a meeting and I'll talk to him. Um, okay, so uh, where's Trevor from? He's from Florida. What does Trevor do for a living? He works in sports as well, covers football. He does what? He covers football as well. Really? Well, I don't know. We'll keep a close eye on it, but whatever you and Trevor decide, I would kind of keep it on the down low, which you failed to do that. <laughs> And he goes out, he basically tells him to elope, which as someone who eloped twice, I think that's great advice. But that's the kind of guy that, and by the way, he was a good football coach and he was a creative offensive mind in football. He transformed the uh, the college game, I think, to a certain extent. I think he would be given credit for that. I mean, I know less about Mike Leach when it comes to football than I do just about Mike Leach being Mark, Mike Leach, Fred. Some of the quotes, I, I, I wish I had the audio of all this too. Here's one, for example, on the Chicago Cubs. SP Nation went out and they collected all these uh, he goes, there's some teams, the Cubs are one of them, where there's just too many fans. They're one of those teams that, for whatever reason, I guess it's because people like the way their uniforms look or something. Every yuppie with a BMW or some special attachment to its computer or some designer set of jeans or something like that is a Cubs fan and refers to it as my Cubbies. <laughs> it's perfect, right? <laughs> I can't believe he's only 61. He was only 61 years old. I know. Um, it's just um, here. What do you say here? Um Craig James, the ESPN commentator who got Leach ousted at Texas Tech, outed. I don't even know what that meant, but I think my opinion is consistent with the rest of America's. He says, this is illustrated by a poll done in the Dallas Morning News where people were asked who they would vote for, Senator Mike Leach or Craig James. I got 96.5% of the vote. And one of the things that I loved about him is uh, that, you know how, Fred, you've been around the media for all these decades like I have. There's like... This school that they apparently go to, coaches and players, where right. they answer, well, we got to give 110% and all the nonsense. They never say the real thing. They're afraid to be honest with the media. Now, Mike Leach took a little different tact. He was honest in a, you know, in a very humorous way. If you listen to the answer that I just played about the dinosaur hands, he was making a point there, right? He was always making kind of a point He's... when he came to his team, and he just— he just started spouting out the words, and they just kept coming. And Dave and I, when Dave was here as producer, he would come to me, and we've, we've communicated the last couple of days. I sent this to him on Sunday saying, have you heard about Mike Leach? It was just like one of those things that whacked us outside of the head. And it's not like we have this big personal connection, but we've come to appreciate and love Coach Leach over the years. I would be, you know, I wonder if people down in, um, in Mississippi or other places in Texas where he's coached realize the impact that he's had on the rest of the country because ESPN has featured him. Everybody who follows sports closely knows the character that Mike Leach was. He's just someone he wanted to talk to at a party. Yeah. Just a normal guy. Uh, but funnier. On, on, the topic, <laughs> on the topic of dating in Cody, Wyoming, I'm a big movie guy. If you want to do it more like I did when I was your age, you can go to the Stars and Stripes Theater because that's what they had in Cody, Wyoming. But otherwise, the movie theater's pretty good. But then you want to end at some cool coffee shop type of place where there's bizarre-looking characters going in and out. So if the conversation isn't going well, you can reference some of the different characters you saw coming in and going in from the place. He's talking about like a date, right? It's a huge night. You're really having a good time. Then you can trade computer schemes and emails and mischief that people are up to nowadays, which I know nothing about. But he just kept going on and on. He'd always say things that were funny. 
that's why we highlighted his audio so much. I mean, Dave was somebody, I think we would share this. We'd see this on Twitter. Twitter helped this a lot with Mike Leach. I, I wish I could go back to the, uh, you know, the early 2000s when we didn't have Twitter because I'm sure he said some things there. And we'd see something, you know, over the weekend or after a game, and Dave would send it to me or, or I would send it to him. And th- I think Dave's coming in tomorrow. Is it need to do Sue's News? Is that true uh, or not? He has the flu. Oh, well, that's why he didn't answer me today. That's right. Well, I Amy th- Mark scores will okay, be here tomorrow. I thought maybe we'd do a um, a quick tribute to, to Coach Leach with him tomorrow, but that's um, that's not going to happen. But I had to do a little bit one here this afternoon because he did pass away at the age of 61. He will be forever remembered here on this um, on this show for Audio Cut of the Day. We might have to feature him for Audio Cut of the Day today. Did you know that he was nicknamed the Pirate? Yes, I did. Because yeah. he had such an affinity for pirates? Yeah, and he I think... used to do... All, that was one of the themes. And I, I don't know if I could even tell you why, but that would come up quite a bit with the pirate theme, and he would comment on that. And he had a full-sized replica of a pirate in his office <laughs> given to him by Bobby Knight. Oh, really? Right. Coach Knight gave it to him. Well, there, there's another guy who's a character, right? A little bit different because he, he communicated in anger, not humor. But I think there's some common commonality. I just don't think maybe they do. I mean, I don't know Coach Gates. Um, and I, I just know Coach Drink a little bit. But they just don't seem to make it like that anymore. That makes us sound old when we say that. But there are, we're the Norm Stewarts. We're the Bobby Knights. I know some people say, well, for better or worse, right? But those are people that, that deeply... These are coaches that deeply loved their kids, and they took their they took their commitment not only to coaching but to mentoring. The most important thing for Bobby Knight, for Norm Stewart, for Mike Leach, for all these good head college coaches is to make sure that those kids, not that they got to the NBA or the NFL, that they had a life after college football or college athletics because they knew that that was going to be short-lived. They wanted to make sure that they were making men toxic masculinity out of these guys, right? Now, on that front, did you hear, Fred, this story about uh, Chris Beard at the University of Texas? No. Well, this is, a, this is on the flip side. This is a bad story. Chris Beard is another one of those guys. He's been out there in head coaching for a long time. I'm not so sure he wasn't even at Texas Tech for a while. So he's at Texas turning that program around. He gets arrested on Sunday, and the initial reports say that he assaulted a family member. Now um, he's been suspended without pay until further notice because he's accused of choking a person, his fiance, at his home in West Austin. He was booked into jail on Sunday afternoon. I'm sorry, I guess it was Monday morning, 418. He faces third-degree felony charges. The uh, The statement that came out that said um, 911 came, came, came in, the officer was met at the door by a woman who identified herself as Beard's fiance. The woman told the officer that she and Beard had been upset with each other for several days over relationship issues. Asked by the officer if the argument turned physical, the woman, according to police, said yes. She says, he just snapped on me and became super violent. The woman said that she took Beard's reading glasses from his hand and broke them. Beard said, um, well, Beard, she told police, then slapped her glasses from her face. Then she says, Beard choked me threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts, according to the affidavit. The woman told police that Beard put an arm around her neck while he was behind her, choked her for five seconds, impeding her breathing. Um, Beard, now this is where it gets interesting, right? And and I don't think this is going to turn out very well for Chris Beard, but he says he has audio recordings of the incident that shows that he was not the primary aggressor. They may th- That may not matter, but yeah. I will. Well, here, here's what I would say about that. I know you reacted when I said that. Most people are going to say, okay, whatever. I'd like to see a situation where maybe Chris Beard 
and the facts come out of this case, right? Well, this is what she said happened, right? This is what she told police. Maybe that's what happened. And if that's what happened, he's done, right? And then he's going to probably face some serious legal consequences. Maybe it's not what happened. You know, you, you don't know. I'm always open to two sides of the story, even in a situation like this. So I'm not trying to defend him if he's beaten up on the fiance or anybody else, but I will say that we need to be a little careful. Someone's life and career is on the line here, too. So um, $5 million a year, seven-year contract was hired in 2021. So that's, that's a pretty big story in college athletics. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here today, Fred. I think we can kind of get off and running. We have uh, Brad Young coming up. I do want to talk about this situation with the Virginia Tech soccer player and the latest on the Loudoun school district and the, uh, the superintendent there and right. another administrator being charged with crimes. I think that is a really, really big story. It's a story that's probably not going to get nearly the amount of attention that it deserves. Uh, Michael Wilkerson's coming up. He um, has written a book called Why America Matters, but he also wrote a column that I sent to you, Fred, right. about why he moved to Florida. And I think people are going to understand those reasons. John Rooney's going to drop by this afternoon. Dave Strom from Hot Air on that Loudoun County case. John Callahan, the founder of the Callahan Pickleball Academy. We have a great pickleball package which is not easy to say if you're, if you're not being careful, to um, offer up this afternoon for the kids at Cardinal Glennon. So hang in there. We're off and running here a Tuesday edition of the Mark Reardon Show on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM talk. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, yeah, we're going to sprinkle in some uh, Christmas bumps here for the next few days. We'll go full throttle Christmas on Monday. Maybe Friday. I told Abby maybe Friday. A little punk rock Christmas here with the Dolly Rots. Brad Young is with me this afternoon. 97.1 Talk.com. Legal analyst with Harris, Dow, Fisher, and Young. You hear him filling in for this host every once in a while. How are you, Brad? Mark, I'm doing great, sir. Thank you. I want to talk about a few things, but this just came over, and I want to kind of get you uh, to react here, at least have this bounce off you, because I met this um, this guy last week, Michael Sack. He's the acting chief for the city of St. Louis right now. He's now taking himself out of consideration for St. Louis chief. So now I think we're down to, to two finalists because one of the other guys dropped out. But I thought Michael Sack did a great job, Chief Sack, filling in. You know, when the shooting took place a couple of months ago, I thought he was very impressive. He was at the Jack Buck Awards last week. I told him that I was rooting for him. I don't really know exactly why he, you know, other than being the wrong skin color, I'm guessing, why he may have opted out right now. Well, that's true. And and we don't know. But we do know one thing, and that is when one of the other candidates, who I believe was from either North Carolina or South Carolina, said in a public forum that he was for putting uh, people who committed crimes behind bars. Yes. yes. Oh, the horror. And that and he there was shock at that. Right. So, you know, I'm glad that you said that, because this is uh, let me let me circle back to this. And I got to find this story from yesterday in the post, because there is this uh, this woman named Lori Punch, who is an activist, a liberal lefty activist here. And I think she's in uh, academia. You know, she was appointed to the uh, the Ferguson Commission and all these things. And she's on this committee now. Um, She's one of the I think they had to have a couple of people who absolutely hate cops and law enforcement that's on the committee to, you know, to interview these people. And one of the questions that she asked was along those lines. She she interviewed him over the weekend and that particular quote came up. I can't find it right now. But the bottom line is he said, yeah, I, th- I, I think we should put the bad. He basically said, I think we should put the bad guys behind bars. Right. Well, that didn't that didn't sit well with Lori Punch. So he's off the list and he gets out. Now Michael Sack gets out. It's my understanding that the other Larry Boone, who's in Norfolk, Virginia, who is one of the other finalists, he's a finalist in Cincinnati as well. So I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Uh, Robert well, Tracy from Wilmington, Del- why you would want to come to St. Louis and take this job, I have no idea. No, I, and I don't either, particularly and that and the person who withdrew because it was an outrage that people who commit crimes should be behind bars. I mean, to me, that's enough. If I were a candidate for that position, I would say no, thank you. Yeah, because exactly. what, what are you supposed to do? Do people commit crimes, give them an award? I mean, uh, of course, that's not what you do. But yet this progressive mindset that says we need to be uh, fighting crime uh, with therapists and clipboards, it's just preposterous. It is preposterous. And, you know, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get someone who doesn't even want to be here, probably. Now, I don't know exactly. I'm looking at this story right now. I don't know why he took himself on a consideration. It says interim police chief announced he's out of the running And it says, while I have not been selected to serve as the chief of police together, we will continue to work hard to make a difference in our community. What does that mean exactly? While I have not been basically that's I think they told him, no, you're not going to get the gig. Right. Right. And I I think and also even in the post-dispatch story that talked about the other candidate who I think was named Melrose Kelly, 
uh, Mel Ron Kelly, in that story, uh, the, the Post-Dispatch said that race was going to play an important factor in this decision. And the acting chief of police, of course, is white. And so he may have been told uh, unofficially or even officially that you don't have the right skin color for this job, so you're not going to get hired. Well, I told them that last week when I met him. I said, look, I think you did a great job. And, you know, I was in a room of a, a lot of different races. And I said, I, I don't think you're going to get it because you have the wrong skin color. And I call it like I see it. And I think he knew that. That was not a shock to him. So at this point, no. I think, why put yourself through more of a situation when you know, to your point, Brad, he was probably said, look, dude, you're not going to get the gig. Tashar, they're not going to give you this, no matter you know what the qualifications are. It doesn't matter at this point. What matters is you're not white. And we'll get well, to some of that here in a second, too, with but, another But story. not only, though, Mark, not only are you not white, but also perhaps the acting chief of police had that perspective as the uh, as the Columbia, South Carolina police chief had, which is bad guys are supposed to be put in prison. Yeah. And if you have that perspective, you're not qualified either. Yep, exactly. All right. Let, let's go to Loudoun County, Virginia, which I think this is fascinating. I highlighted this just a little bit. And we've talked about this case, Brad. I know you've talked about it. You and I have talked about it. Um, the conservative media has talked about this case. The mainstream media has ignored it. Uh, this story from from last summer in Loudoun County, which eventually ended up, I think, getting new leadership in the state of Virginia, if we're being honest yes. here about what happened in that governor's race and lieutenant governor's race as well. But there was an accusation that there was a a boy who had transitioned into a girl. So a trans girl who was in a bathroom with another girl. The trans person had a penis, still had a penis raped a girl in the bathroom. Scott Smith, the father, goes to the school board, says, you guys have tried to cover this up. He gets arrested. He draws all this attention. The media is aghast that someone would dare say something about a trans person in a negative way. And as if that's not bad enough, it happens again in October, another rape in a bathroom in this school because they essentially did what the Catholic Church got so good at years ago. Let's take someone who's accused of felonious behavior that we know is guilty of this and move them to another school and see if it happens again. And lo and behold, it happens again. So the good news is here, there might be some criminal prosecutions coming out of this. Exactly. Uh, a special grand jury was impaneled uh, to investigate uh, one of those uh, uh, superintendents of that school district who made some egregious decisions. Uh, he was also fired, but now he has been indicted on three misdemeanor charges. And it looks like this is going to uh, come to a head as opposed to like we saw in the Catholic Church for years and years. There's actually going to be some accountability here for moving around a dangerous student. And by the way, a person should not be declared not dangerous just because they're transgender. I mean, those two things have nothing whatsoever to do with each other. Well, they had a policy, though, Brad. They had a policy 840, I think uh, is yes. what it was called, uh, and you know, 8040. And boy, that, that basically told you if there's any heterosexual straight white kids involved we listened to the trans kid first because basically you had a superintendent that's supposed to be looking out for the education and the safety of the students that goes to the school board. And the grand jury report did exonerate to a certain extent the school board saying they did not cover this up. They didn't cover it up because they weren't told all the facts. So when the meeting takes place with Scott Smith, this superintendent says defiantly, the predator, transgender student or person simply does not exist and says, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults happening in our bathrooms. Flat out lie. Absolutely. Flat out lie. Not even close to the truth. Emails surface. 
after the October assault that indicates that, yeah, he told the school board officials on May 28th, the same day that it happened, that it had happened. And the grand jury comes back and says that is a bald faced lie. So what are the charges here? and What's the potential to actually get this guy behind bars for this behavior? Well, the charges are misdemeanor charges. So the the chances of this guy going to prison for any, well, there's no chance that he could go to prison. He could go to jail for a certain period of time. We'll have to see if he gets convicted and if those charges are to run concurrently or consecutively. But the broader issue here, Mark, I mean, this is an issue for Loudoun County, but the broader issue that I think impacts all of us is twofold. Number one, the National School Board Association decided to treat parents as terrorists. And then secondly, based upon this incident, the FBI treated dissenting parents as potential criminals. terrorists. Yeah, and, and not criminals. only that, right, let, let's kind of bring it home here to the Rockwood School District, my school district, because then you had Dr. Ricker, who was the interim superintendent in the aftermath of all this at Rockwood, that goes up and he reads the FBI tip line number. They still have never answered my question about whether local law enforcement was ever, ever, ever invited to Rockwood in the board meetings because of something that happened. But he goes up there and he seeks the FBI and the Justice Department on parents, which is even more egregious considering what we now know about this case. Oh, absolutely. And then if you take it even to the next step, Mark, uh, uh, we've seen even this year, the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, said that domestic terrorism, like these school board parents or these parents, rather, who go to school board meetings, it's domestic terrorists like this who are the greatest threat to this country, not the BLM Antifa group that's burning down buildings and killing guys like uh, Captain Dorn. All right. So this is a great story. And I'm going to kind of revisit again in the five o'clock hour, but I have to loop you in here on this other case from Virginia Tech. And I love this case. This involves a midfielder defender for the Virginia Tech uh, women's soccer team. She was a Hokie from 2018 to 2020. And she had this very woke coach, Charles Chugger Adair, who decided that he wanted his entire team to take a knee in the name of George Floyd and social justice. And she said no. And she's basically demoted from the team. So she files a lawsuit. A judge has now ruled that that lawsuit can move forward, right? Uh, absolutely. And when a judge rules that a case can move forward like this, that means there was a motion to dismiss and the judge determined that the legal foundation for the lawsuit was proper and can move forward. And that's what's happened here. And and I'll be talking about this in a lot more detail tonight on Camo X over on the AM side from 8 to 10. But this really demonstrates this concept on the left, which is if speech that we do not agree with should be banned, even if that includes the physical act of kneeling, which, by the way, the Supreme Court has ruled going back to 1943 that speech cannot be forced by a government entity. So is this basically a Second Amendment case just on its surface and it could potentially land at the Supreme Court? Or what do you think might happen here? Uh, well, it's a First Amendment case, yes. And uh, in that, did I say Second Amendment? Y- you did. I'm and sorry I, about I, that. I, mean, I was just testing she, you on your constitutional. That was just my brain you know, kind of farting well, this afternoon. Well, I apologize, Brad. That's okay. May, you know, maybe the plaintiff here was packing heat. We don't know. Okay, <laughs> we don't know that. But it's ostensibly a First Amendment case. And and, and I mentioned this this case going back to 1943. And I, I'm not going to spend a long time on it, Mark, but just briefly, that was a case where uh, some Jehovah's Witnesses said, we can't be forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And the Supreme Court held in 43, not because of any religious convictions, but just that the government cannot force you to speak. 
which uh, which is in essence what they're doing here yeah, in the this definition. Virginia Tech case. It's the definition of why the First Amendment is the First Amendment. And what's interesting here is that this could get pretty ugly for Virginia Tech. Now, maybe he can come forward and show that because she had a lot of playing time as a sophomore, um, 88 minutes of 76 minutes as a freshman. So she was increasing. And then she did what she wasn't supposed to do. She only plays 29 minutes in her last game. She just gets five minutes. Maybe there's a reason. I don't know if they yeah, can but present listen, that in court. But let's face this is it. a civil. This is a civil case, Mark. And they're gonna. She's gonna be able to testify that she was harassed. She was benched. She was uh, uh, just basically having her life turned upside down, probably on social media because of her position, and that this was instigated by the school. I think this is a fantastic lawsuit. So, what is the remedy here? What are they asking for? Well, the remedy here would be uh, uh, economic damages. What are the what's the emotional uh, impact on her from having her beliefs belittled, from being told by the school, in essence, by the school that you have to comply with our forced speech, and then also uh, the emotional trauma from being ridiculed by her friends, by the school. I think there could be big money here, and also because of the way this lawsuit was filed, they could probably recover attorney's fees as well, which, as my wife always says, it's always important when the lawyers get paid. Well, i got to get out of here because I have another guest, but let me let me ask this question. Um, one non-lawyer to a real lawyer, because if I'm representing Virginia Tech and I, I see all the evidence here, I'm thinking, oh, I do not want this to see the light of day. We're going to settle and write her a check. That's an option too, right? Yep, it's time to Venmo her some money and close it down. Yep, absolutely. All right, Brad, looking forward to the conversation tonight. I appreciate you coming on this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. All right, take care. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, Sue's out this week. We have Sue's News played by Fred in the next hour. So Fred's News, John Rooney, CAMOX Cardinals broadcaster. He'll join us to talk a little baseball also on the uh, Tree Hope campaign. And we have a great Cardinals package up for uh, some bids here this afternoon. Dave Strom, the associate editor of Hot Air, will be back with us. I want to talk a little bit more about the Loudoun County situation. And we have John Callahan, founder of the Callahan Pickleball Academy. Pickleball is hot, hot, hot. John is also going to offer up an amazing package for the Tree Hope campaign. So stay tuned for that, plus an audio cut of the day. Michael Wilkerson is my guest. He is a strategic advisor, investor, the founder of Stormwall.com. He wrote a book that came out here just a couple of months ago called um, Why America Matters, The Case for New Exceptionalism. But he wrote a piece that caught my attention about why he moved to Florida. He joins us this afternoon, I'm assuming, from the Sunshine State. Michael Wilkerson, how are you? Welcome to 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. 
Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I was looking at the the extended forecast for next week because I'm off a few days, and I'm thinking, you know, I have offers to go down to Florida this winter and play golf, but I'm thinking, you know, every once in a while we get these um, these days here this time of year in St. Louis where I might be able to get out. So for next Wednesday, the high temperature will be 32 on Thursday, 24 on Friday, <laughs> 17. That makes you feel real good that you're in Florida, doesn't it? It sure does. I mean, one of the reasons, uh, of course, is, is to be here is the weather, although that's not why I came. It's certainly a fringe benefit. Well, I feel like I need to set you up for a second interview, Michael, candidly, because I want to talk about the, the move to Florida. But I really am more curious now because I, I didn't know originally about the book Why America Matters and the Case for New Exceptionalism. So we may have to, depending, if you don't suck here is basically what I'm saying. I think we're going to do a second <laughs> round because that's a topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And I think that, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts just because I think right now you you have uh, we had uh, give me an example we had Brian Kilmeade in the other night from Fox he's a guest every week on the show he does a radio show here on 97.1 FM talk in the morning as well one of the questions from the audience was how can you get younger people to be patriotic and love this country it's a pretty good question isn't yeah. it yeah it's a great question and when i wrote why america matters it's one of the main things that i hit on because i realized in the course of writing you know we have a crisis of identity in this country which is that americans don't know who they are. And if you take, let's say there's two different generations or two different audiences, one is perhaps yours and mine. We were taught who we were at one point in time, uh, whether in schools or the military or otherwise, we had experiences of history of civics that shaped who we were, understanding of the nation. And gradually over time, that's been lost. It's been forgotten. It's been distorted. It's been uh, sort of lost in, in our own history. For the younger generation, they don't know it because they've never been taught. So if you think about whether the removal of history and civics from public schools or the actual indoctrination and misinformation that's going on in a lot of our schools today, uh, the younger generation is super confused about who they are, what does it mean to be an American, why does it matter, why should I care, and other questions like is democracy uh, even a good thing or not. So it's a, it's a really critical issue. It's a, you, could, you could call it almost of epidemic or, or wide-scale proportions that so many uh, of this younger generation just have no idea about this great nation well, and why they should care. Let, let's, set, let's set some time up for early January and revisit that, because I love that as a topic. I think my audience will love that as well. But let's talk about the move to Florida. You were in New York for how long? For decades, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, well over 20 years. Uh, first came in the uh, 19, early 1990s. Uh, it was a bit of a mess when I came. Uh, I remember going out on a jog one day and rock, running through the park and hearing the strange crunching sound under my feet and trying to think, what is that? And I realized that I was stepping on hundreds and hundreds of, of crack vials, empty vials that had been left with people abandoning them. It, you know, just in the, in the peak of the crack epidemic, you remember, you know, going back now <laughs> longer than I want to admit, but 30 plus years. A couple of years later, uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani came in, and almost immediately, along with the new police chief, uh, reform started happening. And from there on, the city got better and better. And, yeah, we're both old enough to remember when Rudy Giuliani wasn't crazy, right? How about that? <laughs> yeah, and I think he read, history will have him as one of New York's greatest mayors. Yes. Because he really did do some things that, that changed the city, transformed it. People decided they could actually safely raise their children there, could actually uh, venture out at night. Um, and it started, yeah, it started a, a trend. And I think the sad thing for me has been to watch in the last several years the unwinding of a lot of that good that was done, not just by uh, Giuliani, but by Bloomberg and others, a good administration as well. Um, don't screw with the politics. But, you know, in the last few years, it's gotten quite bad, and a lot of things have, have been reversed. So 
that was a bit of the background for me. Uh, you know, I finally came to the conclusion that it was time to, even though by that point I'd been there for 20 plus years and it had become sort of part of who I was, uh, it was time to move on. So you you get to Florida and you get there kind of when things are crazy with COVID, but you, you almost describe yourself to a certain extent as a political refugee, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think because I was still going, you know, during during that time, during lockdowns, I was still going back and forth, early part of lockdowns, going back to the city and finding that not just New York, because, of course, this was happening in a lot of places in the country, that for some reason that I couldn't quite understand, uh, New York City had decided to adopt a Chinese model of totalitarian control over its people. Forced, um, you know, ma- mass mandates everywhere, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports to go into any public space, into any restaurant. Uh, at the same time, while they were tracking down uh, vaccine uh, so-called vaccine deniers, they were ignoring the smash and grab crimes that were going on in the streets, uh, or sorry, in the stores almost every day. You know something is wrong when you have to get a security guard to come unlock a toothbrush for you from CVS or, or Walgreens. I yeah, mean, that kind of sums things up right there. Gone. Right. So you, and, and you know, Michael, I'm going to apologize in advance again just because I, I can already tell I've left myself short on time, but you outlined a bunch of the reasons why you moved to Florida. And I want to focus on, on just one of them here, and then we'll revisit this when we come back after the first of the year. I love this. She said, Florida is still in America. Explain that one. That kind of crosses over with America exceptionalism, right? It sure does. I mean, because one of the first things I noticed about Florida and Floridians is this um, love of country. Yes. This, uh, I see flags everywhere. They're patriots. They're not ashamed to say I'm an American. They don't want to bury or distort their own history. And by the way, many of these are first or second generation immigrants, but they love America. They love the ideas of America. That was not the case uh, in, the, in, in the Northeast or, or in New York. Oh, of course, there were some, but but the, it's a very different experience to know that the American flag is flown with this dignity, that the Floridians respect and honor their veterans, and they value their constitutional freedoms. They recognize, and if you're from Cuba or Venezuela or the former Soviet Union states, you realize that the, the foundational values of America have to be defended and have to be stood up for, and you see that. You see them vote. You see Floridians protest peacefully. And make their views known. And so I found it very refreshing. Michael, you have a situation where um, a, you know, limited and talented NFL quarterback who got a lot of attention from the media decided to try to make the case that Cuba was less oppressive than the United States. And I have this story from a couple of years ago in Las Vegas that really jumps out in my mind that I'm sure you deal with with people in Florida. I had a Cuban um, Uber driver in, in Vegas and we were talking about some of this stuff. And this has since been remedied, but it took decades and decades, you couldn't even have a hamburger or a steak if you were a common person in Cuba. You could have a cow for milk, but you couldn't eat that cow for steak unless you were an elitist. You talk about oppression in this country. There's certainly poverty, but the level of oppression that occurred in Cuba, and you mentioned the Soviet Union and some of the other dictatorships, it doesn't even compare. But then you got an American quarterback that's trying to make us feel like this country is worse than what happened there. The people in Florida have that perspective that is lacking in New York City, I think. Well, I think it's lacking in a lot of places. You know, when celebrities and and athletes spout off these anti-American views, it's just so ironic because, of course, they have benefited. They're the ones who have benefited most from from the free market, from the ability to say or do whatever you want uh, in in this country. So it always strikes me as very disingenuous and very unfair. And you're right. It's from 
ordinary Americans, hardworking Americans who love this country, who work for it day and night, and especially those who either themselves or their parents have seen uh, the horrors of communism. Uh, you get the, the right perspective. Well, the NFL is just like the slave trade, I think, is what we're told by Colin and the rest. Michael, I'll have you back. If you're willing, let's do it again in January. Is that cool? Sounds great, yeah. Mark. Thanks to you the, and your listeners. The book is called The Case for New Exceptionalism. We'll have a, a little broader conversation when you come back. Have a great Christmas. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.